Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about embracing the workplace evolution, a strategic approach. Today, we have Robert Looney, America's data center sales manager with us today to talk about workplace evolution. Hey, thanks, Darren. Thanks for having me. Hey, Robert, you and I have been working on this concept, right? I mean, since COVID hit, we kind of rolled up our sleeves and said, hey, we've got to help our customers um, in this time of transition, a massive transition. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great time to really think about how we can help customers, help partners, um, grapple with what their challenges, their everyday uh, problems are, but also really reinforce uh, the importance of what we can offer them and how we can leverage technologies to address a lot of the challenges that are going on. Well, it's been, it's been really interesting because just the last month, we kind of took a deep breath, you and I, and we said, all right, the, the chaos is over. Yeah. What, what can we do now, right? Because our, our customers, our end users, are through the chaos of the transition. How do we help them with what's coming next? Yeah, it's kind of amazing to think about how we used to say so much of IT investment was just meant to keep the lights running. Boy, that seems like the good old days, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We literally, to keep ourselves afloat, uh, uh, needed to be making really conscientious choices around how to keep the business afloat, keep our workers afloat. So we've lived through an old pre-COVID normal We've dealt with a, a, a during the middle of COVID normal that we're all experiencing today and lots of good choices and investments for, for today. But the question is, things are going to persist in the future. What did we learn from it? What are we doing better? What are we doing more nimble? What are we doing more conscientiously to really be able to invest in where we want to be in our future normal? So um, what, and, what do you think that future normal looks like, that next normal as we talk you about? Know, there are many things about today, the current today, that really um, we, we will hold over, right? We will really want to leverage enabling our workforce to be more remote, but be more collaborative. We'll want to be able to reach new customers. We'll want to be able to express more of our technical resources out of our own four walls, right? Leverage our partners, le- leverage connectivity solutions, lots of things. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I think what and the number one thing I think we learned from this whole thing is the organizations that were already really agile yeah. did really well. They, they were able to turn on a dime and get their remote workforce going. Those that weren't had a really hard time. Yeah. And I think those that were thinking that they wanted to be more agile, they wanted to be more digital, found the excuse and the reason <laughs> to do it now. Right? Yeah, yeah, ab- yeah. Abso- absolutely. absolutely. So the next new normal, we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it is going to use some of the same aspects that we saw kind of accelerated over the last eight months. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's an interesting thing is that, you know, we really need to take a look at why we're doing it, right? Um, we always look at, hey, what's our IT investment strategy? What's our IT capability strategy? What are we good at? right? Because that's, that's kind of what's in, our, in the wheelhouse of our customers, right? But what are, they, what are their stakeholders, customers, partners, suppliers, uh, vendors, all of that? What do they value out of what IT could help them with? Um, 
I think we always do that. The way we've always uh, engaged from an Intel perspective is, listen, we're not IT and we're not the final vendor solution and we're not your, your, your constituents, your workers, your suppliers. Um, but we have a really big ecosystem by which we, we understand their capabilities and we try to enable them where we try to fill that gap right in the middle, right? Performance, scalability, efficiency, price, um, different models you could you could deploy through our ecosystem. Well, and, and that that's kind of the interesting point. Your stakeholders, which are your customers and your own um, workers, their values changed dramatically over the last eight months. Absolutely. And a lot of IT organizations were kind of standing flat-footed going, I can't provide those capabilities that they're asking for anymore because yeah. uh, they're moving so fast and I, I just don't know how to do it. That's where Intel can come in and help, right? Because we understand how to do this actually really well. We've talked to thousands yeah. of customers. We've done it internally ourselves. So that's really how we can help bridge that gap because of that ecosystem that we have. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the things, hey, we, we do work on, you know, optimizations, reference architectures, um, kind of full solution stacks. And it, we'll get into some of those areas here as we discuss this, but you know, you can lean on what we've learned from working with that ecosystem, working with the partners of uh, kind of what to do when and how to approach it. We can share with you uh, a lot of those learnings. All right, now some of the things that we learned were the business requirements changed. Yeah. Um, and like you said at the beginning, um, when I was a CIO, I worried about three things. That's it. Three things. Well, a fourth, keep the board of directors happy, sure. right? Because <laughs> right? it was a privately held company and the board of directors were my boss. So I had to keep them happy. Yeah. And then security, resiliency, and efficiency. Those were my three things. That's all I worried about. That's not the case now. Yeah. It, I, and I, I think those, again, go back to, hey, I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the lights on efficiently. Uh, I'm not, I'm staying out of trouble, right? Uh, whether it's the board or whether it's an auditor or compliance or whatever, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of practicing almost a defense service at that point um, versus what we really need to start taking a look at is how do I actually enhance the worker, the workplace, the transformations that they're undergoing in terms of doing their job, meeting their customers, meeting their supplier commitment, or working with their suppliers, uh, if you are the supplier meeting your commitments, um, how do you allow teams to really work effectively, right? Those are areas that IT can really add benefit and value to if you, if you, if you pick up that kind of that requirement, it, it's your requirement to help them deliver on that. The other is there's not like one size fits all. You have to have an, an agile, an agile minded approach where he says, I, you know, based off of circumstances, I can go multiple directions here, but still meet the needs of, uh, you know, the workplace and the work that has to be done. And finally, we're, we're, there's this area of how do I start to add more, more automation in? Artificial intelligence, we think of it as, you know, it's a, a science fiction artificial intelligence. It's not. It's how do I thoughtfully allow technical automation to take hold in a lot of the processes and, and the work that has to be done. So that artificial intelligence ends up being almost like an enabler for these new, these new areas that are driving like sure. collaboration and work, work, uh, worker experience enhancement. Oh, absolutely. Agility. I, I, I've, uh, I've been really, uh, 
astounded by I've been in, in, uh, in meetings with some external entities in which there's a, a virtual note taker that's present. And we were wondering, who's this person? I said, don't worry about it. They're taking notes. <laughs> They're taking notes. And it's just, it's just a little <laughs> bot, right? Um, you know, issues to grapple with that, but it's an interesting thing. Um, think about you've got a very distributed workforce anyways. We happen to have it now because you can't go to work. Um, so PC support, help desk. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody to walk up to anyways, n- near where your place of work is today, if it's your home. Uh, but even if you did, it's not the most efficient thing to do for all of the needs for supporting the, the worker. Um, can I use chatbots to answer questions, right? Can I use um, some, some sort of a, a machine learning uh, AI that, you know, where we can learn from each other in our CRM system, right? Can we do spot findings of things that are working well across different customer types and you put people together with ideas, um, you know, suggest information. So so the things you're talking about are really helping um, to draw more connections with people. It sounds like. They really would, or at least give them insights that they're connected into commonality, common experiences, common tools, common troubleshooting, you know, you name it. But in the end, it's making people more productive right? And in reality, by bringing some technical automation in. All right. So let's talk about with these new business requirements, our strategies are changing, Um, especially around workplace evolution. Um, Some companies are saying, we're never putting people back, uh, into the office again. Others are saying, oh, they're coming back as soon as the vaccine's out. I think it's going to be a mix of ball. I think sure. it's going to go up and down and all over the place. Yeah. So what, let's talk about strategy. Yeah. What strategy should I implore in order to navigate this, this massive changing that's happening and going to continue to happen? Yeah, for some well, time? some of the things that come back in those, those variety of responses are it, it's yes and no at different times for different reasons. Um, so you need to be able to embrace that. Um, workers may be remote because of choice or maybe because of, of uh, necessity. Um, can you reach them? Uh, what device might they be using? If they'd been a desktop user in a call center and now, they're, um, now you need to send them home, is it a desktop in the home? Is it a mobile device? Um, they're in sales and they need to go out to customers. Would they be you know, doing everything on their PC or would they also be leveraging a smartphone? So start having a, a strategy where you look to embrace kind of like an any device, uh, any location, um, uh, any application, anywhere, anytime strategy. Um, how do I meet them kind of at where they need to be at that time? Is my infrastructure and my tools, are they really ready for that? Um, I, thinking about how you embrace that. I totally agree with that. Any place, anytime, anywhere, yeah. any device, that's, that's a new reality that we have. Now, with that kind of attitude, that strategy, we can't keep using the same processes that we used before. Yeah. So, and you and I kind of talked a lot about, hey, we got to do something about process improvement. Yeah. And the number one thing we talked about, about evaluating areas of process improvement, first thing you should look at is what processes can I throw out the door? Because uh, sure. I've always seen companies, even myself when I was a CIO, I kept adding process on top of things that I didn't need anymore. Right? Yeah, it, it is always healthy to think about, you know, what you do well and what you don't, 
what you could be doing better if you did it a different way and what's the value driving behind that. So anywhere where you can evaluate areas for process improvement, whether it's the internal infrastructure or it's the um, third party capabilities you're gonna leverage, um, service providers and the like, um, think about those areas where you can improve. Um, one of the areas it, it gets into, hey, what are the tools? How do I rationalize them? Um, can I move to an as-a-service kind of uh, model for more and more of my capabilities? Um, as we've all started spinning up things like SharePoints and Teams, um, uh, um, any collaboration tools, you know, Snaps, Teams, um, any of the video conferencing tools, right? How many of these are really truly served as a SaaS capability versus needing to build a big, huge infrastructure on something manage that infrastructure and, and be burdened by its only its tool sets versus really an incredible amount of ecosystem opportunities that are plugging into some of these as a service tools that really help in terms of uh, what's going on in the workplace. So that's one of the, th that's the third kind of strategic, you know, leg to our strategy is yeah. look for X as a service, whether it's software as a service infrastructure as a service, or even services that you would normally, like help desk as a service, maybe. Absolutely. Maybe you outsource that if it's not a key strategic asset that you have or strength that you have. So that that can really help uh, when you're evaluating your processes. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. What, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say another area that's been interesting um, in the way we work, right? across all those tools, think of all the things that we do now in a more disconnected offline mode. I mean, we're online, but we're not all necessarily gonna get together by the water cooler or get together in the conference room for the same meeting. So we might be doing things like, uh, hey, do you mind if I record? I mean, the amount of recording I think that I've seen go on internal and external meetings <laughs> I'm in, it's amazing, but it's because people wanna have access and they wanna quickly get to what they missed Yep. But it also means things like, hey, there's data sprawl. There's data uh, in, in the collaboration tool that you're using up there in a, in a cloud. There's data sprawl on each of the local devices. And, and uh, the point is, in this, yeah, we got to start thinking about, hey, how are, we, how are we really doing a good job of effectively leveraging the data we're creating um, and managing it well, right? So uh, we want to get into... Uh, uh, a data management strategy that really works for us to help us go faster. Um, versus... it, it, in fact, I've been preaching this for a couple years now. Yeah. The I in CIO is not infrastructure. It's information. Absolutely. And, and too many of the CIOs are worried about infrastructure um, yeah. and out of kind of necessity. And we've lost, we've lost our foundation, which is data, right? I mean, we should be managing data, not infrastructure. Um, first. So yeah. we need to shift back to that. And this is a forcing factor. It's happening to us. Yeah. And, I, and it also leads us to some of the concerns and some of the things we need to be mindful of, um, uh, specifically around, hey, if it's data, data gets us to insights and in great initiatives, but it also comes with uh, some requirements. We need to make sure that our users and their data are secure or practicing security um, in, in terms of how we uh, embrace tools, evaluate the tools, deploy the tools, um, and enforce the use of good tools, good workflows um, around our data practices. Um, 
given that it's not just one tool and it's not just one location anymore, right? It's it's spread all over the place. So, so that's the fifth strat- strategic leg, right? Which is security. Yeah. Built in, designed up front, thought about in the beginning, not, oh, I forgot to put security around that. Right. right? You know, what do I do with all my Zoom recordings or my uh, Microsoft co- Teams recording? Oh, they're sitting out in the public cloud. Yeah, which copy? The the one up in Zoom, the one that I downloaded when I recorded the meeting, and the one when I put it in some repository like a team site, right? Yeah. Um, all and did those we talk the- about confidential things on that meeting? Absolutely. Yeah. How do I tag things? How do I enforce? Yeah. So, so these are all really important things to be taking a look at what your strategy is for those things. Um, because really you're trying to leverage those when you work on improving your capabilities that we talked about earlier uh, today. The interesting thing is that that all does ladder up across a, a multitude of environments, your your infrastructure, your cloud, um, your, your location, cars, phones, airports, airlines, right? All these things, you're gonna be interacting with a lot of this and enabling a lot of this, but keep an idea on, on what that strategy should be. So let's talk about, we talked about a little bit about capabilities. Yeah. We're gonna get into more on that on solutions. But so how does Intel play then uh, with these capabilities that enable this new strategy on the evolving workplace? We talked about the six capabilities, right? App and data access, manageability, end-to-end security, connectivity for all that collaboration I need to do, and then also a multi-cloud kind of um, atmosphere. How does Intel play? Yeah, it, we, it, we just produce silicon. It's important. We just produce silicon. We think about it though. What is the silicon uh, capable of doing, and how does it really ladder up to those capabilities? So we really think about: Is our silicon performant? Is our um, silicon secure? Is our silicon uh, very scalable? Can we meet you know from the little needs to the big needs? Um, when you're looking to unleash a capability across multiple environments, do we exist in all of those? Um, can you manage the capabilities of what we offer? That's kind of how we think about it when you're thinking, hey, we make processors and accelerators and memory and storage and uh, connectivity, Ethernet, silicon photonics. Importantly, when we're working on that, we've always thought, oh, you're not going to get that from us directly. You're going to leverage a very big, robust, proven ecosystem of hardware players, OEMs, right? Software providers, um, systems integrators, cloud service providers, carriers, comms service providers, they all matter, right? That's what we really would consider our ecosystem. We work with them to make sure the solutions they're bringing to market to meet those capabilities needs, right? Really hum with how they really take, take advantage of Intel's attributions, the values that we provide. Well, and I think that's one of Intel's strengths that a lot of people don't really understand yeah. is that vast ecosystem that we have. Yeah. People under, we have 15,000 software developers that don't develop any code that we sell. Yeah. Zero, we don't sell any code. They're helping the ecosystem develop new solutions built on top of our silicon. Because yeah. when you really look at it, we're really a solution provider 
right? Silicon just happens to be our mechanism to provide solutions to help people solve real problems. Yeah, I, I often say the distance between Intel's loading dock as a manufacturer and the final customer's loading dock is too far for us to drive a truck ourselves. So we use our ecosystem to deliver across that gap. Does that make that. sense? Yeah, that, that make, yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, yeah, and it's really important, right? Um, but again, back to those capability areas, uh, um, where should a customer spend their time and focus uh, and how can we help? It depends, right? If app and data access is a challenge for you, um, you know, is VDI some one of the areas, the solution areas underneath that that you're struggling with or where you could run better? Um, is it on-premises? Is it in a cloud? Is it is it a, a VDI solution that you've historically run, you know, with a wrapper of hardware and infrastructure uh, attributed to it? Uh, or should I be looking at something that's in a cloud, like a virtual desk, Windows virtual desktop or RDS service? Um, those are the types of areas where we would attempt to make sure we're giving you best recommendation on how to uh, leverage Intel capabilities for app and data access, a couple of areas. Um, think connectivity. What's your VPN strategy? You know, uh, on Friday you thought you were going home and the same VPN strategy would be the same thing you needed on Monday. Uh-oh, what happened over <laughs> the week? Before. And is your VPN strategy for connectivity uh, up, to the, up to the challenge? You know, we build things into our silicon uh, or into chipsets uh, that accelerate certain uh, uh, processes and technical capabilities, can you leverage that? Can you leverage it if your uh, VPN strategy is in your own infrastructure or can you leverage it if you're running a virtual virtual uh, uh, private network strategy through a cloud service provider? Just crazy things that can be done because that entire ecosystem is our ecosystem. How do they leverage our technology? How do you leverage that capability of the ecosystem? Well, and I think one of the most interesting ones, at least for me, because I, I expose multi-cloud, is this whole multi-cloud. Yeah. People don't realize when they talk to Intel, they think, oh, Intel's going to come and sell me a processor. Actually, I want to help you get your workload put on the best piece of silicon possible, which could be in one of the cloud service providers. Or, mo or multiple. Or multiple, right? Right. right? Uh, is the way you've run your, uh, built your applications before the same way you wanna build it going forward? Do you wanna break up certain capabilities, stick part of that application's requirements into one cloud, the other in your own data center, or multiple clouds and in your data center? How do you stitch together that? And can you stay kind of in a, um, again, a one Intel ecosystem and do that? Give yourself performance, give yourself efficiency, give yourself portability and agility in the process? Those are the kinds of areas that we absolutely can work with you. You're still gonna end up leveraging uh, the partner, uh, the cloud service provider, the OEM, the ISV and SI, uh, but we can absolutely help uh, articulate the value of stitching it together. Well, it's really, it's really interesting because um, I know you have kids, Robert. You know I have kids. Yeah. We all have a favorite kid, but we're never gonna talk about it. Right? No one ever hey, says we're that. We're working from home, they're up there too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But Really, we love all of our kids, but at certain times, we like some more than others. That's the same thing when we talk to a customer and we're making recommendations. We can't tell you, hey, everything should move to this platform. It depends. It depends yeah. on each customer. And 
one thing that you can, you know, rely on with Intel is um, when we're out there and we're trying to help you, we have your best interest at heart because we want to make sure that you are successful in your business. Because if you are, you're going to come up with new ways to use data, new ways to use infrastructure to provide more value to your customers and in the end consume more. So our whole goal is to help you um, take advantage of all the great goodness that Intel has to offer. Yeah, and I think maybe back to the, the, the kids analogy, it's, you know, you can look at each one of those opportunities and say here, you know, this might be my best recommendation, but you can also do this. And in the end, you've got to decide to do this yourself. I can't do it for you. You're going to grow and develop based off of really what you're going to do. I can give you the foundations, but you've got to get this done on your own. You've got to follow a strategy and make good choices. We're just going to do our best to advise you along the way. So, so we, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, um, you know, where, where could we go from here? Um, really, it's look for an opportunity to uh, engage, uh, you know, your Intel representative. Um, they've got a bevy of resources internally um, to help have these conversations. But obviously, as we said, really have an extensive, uh, you know, network and ecosystem of partners that we can try to uh, address your, your issues and, and uh, your motivations. Hey, this has been great, Robert. Hopefully our, our listeners got something valuable out of this, this work, workplace evolution. It's here. Yeah. It's happening right now. If you don't do anything about it, you're going to get ran over. Absolutely. Hey, Darren, thanks for having me and look forward to more engagements. Hey, thanks a lot, Robert. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and do something wonderful.